Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and fun in 30 minutes or less. Show notes can be found at windswepknits.com. You can find me on Instagram and Ravelry as Windswept Monique, and on Facebook and Twitter as Windswept Knits. This is episode 95, recorded Friday, September 24th, 2021. Segments this week include announcements, whips, stash, out and about, and I've got sunshine. A quick note on Ravelry, all links to Ravelry in the show notes are clearly labeled as such. All yarn links are directly to the manufacturer or dyer's website. Announcements. Well, one quick announcement is my next-door neighbors are having some work done with construction vehicles. I will try to remove it. I've covered my windows with curtains and tried to dampen the sound in my walk-in closet as much as I possibly can, but if you hear any weird mechanical squeals, they apparently haven't oiled these machines in a long, long, long time, and we've heard it all week long, starting at about 7, 7.30 in the morning, and there's no sign of it ending anytime soon, so I'm just going ahead and record this anyway, so apologies if you hear any mechanical squealing in the background. I'm hoping by next week's show that we will not be <laughs> hearing this awful, awful squeaking noise all day long. Second announcement, I am very excited to announce the launch of Line Where the Sky Meets the Sea, my latest shawl pattern. Some people feel the call of the sea. Open water, no land in sight, that is where your heart lies. I know this feeling well. I grew up near the North Atlantic, and I love being on a boat offshore, wondering what lies just over the horizon. When I first watched the film Moana and I heard her sing, There's a line where the sky meets the sea and it calls me. I knew exactly what she meant. So to my fellow knitters who also hear the sea's siren call, I present this shawl. The shawl is worked in three sections. First you work the bottom stockinette section. Then you work the cable band like an applied edge. And lastly, you pick up stitches on the cable band and work the top stockinette section. The cable is written to be done in two colors, but it can easily be done in a single color very, very easily. I designed it in two colors because the weaving of the cable up and down and back and forth feels like the waves on the horizon. And using two colors really highlights that resemblance. And if you have any fears about picking up stitches, don't worry. The shawl comes with both a video tutorial or I should say, it comes with a, uh, a written and photographed tutorial in the pattern itself, and also a link to a video tutorial that you can watch if you have any issues at all. The shawl is available on Lovecrafts, Payhip, and Ravelry. I'll have a link to all three in the show notes. And if you purchase through Payhip or Ravelry and use the code PODCAST, you will get 25% off the regular price. Now, quick re- recap on that one. Payhip and Ravelry use code PODCAST to get 25% off the regular price, and the links to both of those will be in the show notes. On to whips. I have no new finished objects this week, but I do have a couple whips and I'm continuing to work on. First up is the priestess coat for morale, sorry, from Morale Fibers. I'm knitting that up, or I should say I'm Tunisian crocheting that up in Lion Brand Shawl in a Ball. I'm using the Feng Shui colorway for the main body of the jacket coat sweater thing. We can, I mean, technically it's kind of a combination of all three. So this is a gray to white gradient for the body of the coat. And I'm using um, a variety of jewel tones for the inserts and the hood. It's kind of primarily like a turquoisey sea blue. It's more blue than turquoise. Um, but anyway, it's sort of a bluish to purplish color for the insets. The one issue I had now that I'm finally starting the color, which by the way, I'm finally using color. 
Yay! I mean, I love the black and white, but boy, is it nice to take a break from the black to white gradient. Back to the color. So the colorway that I've decided to use for the insets goes from this kind of like beautiful sea blue to a purple, back to a blue, and then to a goldeny brown color. And that goldeny color was kind of clashing a little bit with the black to white. So what I've done is while the blue is transitioning to that gold, I'm cutting the yarn, unraveling the yarn or unwinding the yarn. That's kind of that goldish brown color. And when it starts to turn blue again, and then I'm rejoining the yarn there. So I'm getting a lot more ends to weave in, but I am getting colors that don't clash quite as much, which is nice. And I'm getting those more of those bright jewel tones, which is what I was looking for. Another whip I have is a design sample that is currently in progress. That's a tank top I'm making using Haiku's Pop Cycle. That is a 50-50 bamboo polyester blend, and every skein uses two recycled water bottles to make the yarn. You know me. I love recycled fibers, and I love reclaimed fibers, so I'm very excited to work with this. And it's also a really nice light yarn. It feels very comfortable against your skin, and it's very lightweight wearing. So I'm very excited, and I am working on the hips. I'm, it's a top-down pattern, and I'm down to the hips, so I'm hoping to finish it soon. It's kind of a rush to finish that and the Rhinebuck sweater at the same time, to be honest with you. Purse socks. Yes, I always have socks in my purse. So the current purse socks are going to be for a dear friend for Christmas who loved hand knits. This is in a new-to-me sock yarn, Bamboo Pop Sock in the Sunset colorway. I'm really liking Bamboo Pop Sock. It knits up beautifully. It's definitely a thinner yarn than regular Bamboo Pop. It's kind of more like a kobasi. The yarn feels similar to Kabasi, uh, that cotton bamboo silk sock yarn that I've used many times in the past, but it's a tiny bit different. I even want to say maybe a tiny bit thinner, but just, just a smidge thinner. And when it comes wound, it comes wound up like a Zauer ball does, like in an actual circular ball, so you can cast on your projects immediately. And I'm definitely enjoying it. On to stash. So I wanted to tell you about some yarn that I bought and that I won over the summer. First up is the Toasty Alpaca Silk Linen. This is a DK yarn from Tina's Toasty Toes, and it is 50% baby alpaca, 25% silk, 25% linen. It comes in a hank of 273 yards to 100 grams. This yarn is so soft and squishy. I bought it during this summer's Fiber World, and my current plan is to eventually knit this into a shawl for my mom, probably next year. I'm a little bit running tight on deadlines at the moment. I got the color Mediterranean Holiday, which is a beautiful variegated yarn that goes from a natural undyed color through light blues to a medium blue, though it's mostly sort of a beautiful, very pale light ocean blue. Um, and the undyed color almost resembles like a little peaks of sand, you know, sticking up through the, the colors of the ocean. So I think it would make a gorgeous shawl. I also purchased two skeins of yarn from Five Wise Owls this summer. One is of her fingering tencel and in the Space Cadet colorway, which is black with blots of purple. The other color is avocado, and that is, you can imagine it's avocado green. And that is on her Pima DK base. I have not ended up with those yet, but I am very excited to play with them in the future. The last yarn I have is a prize I won from Meridi of the Yarn Over Truck out in California. I won two skeins of Dragonfly Fibers Ginny in Kaleidoscope. Thank you very much, Meredith, for offering this as a prize during Fiber World. 
This yarn is an MCN sock yarn, 80% merino, 10% cashmere, 10% nylon, in a beautiful blend of blue, purple, and green. And you may have just realized, wait, this yarn has wool in it. Yes, it does. For years, folks have been telling me to try knitting wool while wearing gloves to see if I can handle that. So when I won this yarn, I knew that this is the perfect time to try because if I'm going to try it, I might as well try it with the good stuff and see how it works out and not try it with something that's kind of more mediocre to see what the differences are. So I'll be wearing gloves, definitely, and possibly a mask just in case. <laughs> I've had to do that once or twice knitting with um, Angora bunny fiber, spinning Angora bunny fiber, because it kept getting up my nose and setting off my allergies horribly. So I may wear a mask to knit with this because it's got merino in it, just in case. And we'll see what works. Um, I'm probably going to hold off with all my deadline knitting. I don't want to risk getting head-to-toe hives uh, anytime in the near future because I have a lot of stuff between now and Christmas that needs to be done. But I think once I get back from visiting my parents for the holidays, that this is something I might try for fun in January. And I will definitely let you know how it turns out. Out and about. So we have lots of stuff coming up in the near and not too distant future, both in person and virtually. So I probably need to change this segment. It's been called out and about virtually for over a year now. First up, New York Sheep and Wool is currently still happening in Rhinebeck, New York, October 16th and 17th. At the moment, I'm probably 70-30 about going. I have tickets to both days, the Saturday and Sunday, and I have a hotel room booked, but I used points on that, so if I have to cancel, it's not the end of the world. My husband and I were all vac vaccinated. Our kids, of course, still cannot be vaccinated. They're too small, but I'm thinking that I'll probably go, and if I, you know, I can always just stay outside and not go into any of the barns and then order stuff online if I'm not comfortable going into the barns or if I really get uncomfortable, leave. There's so many beautiful things to see along the Hudson River in the valley there that I could always go do some outdoor touristy stuff like cross that big bridge or, you know, one of the, the, the big houses down there, that sort of thing. And we have good friends who live about an hour south who've invited me over for dinner that night. So um, I'll probably go, but we'll see. I'll keep you posted. Vogue Knitting Live is coming up in a couple weeks, October 7th through 10th. Tickets are still available and classes still have some spots open. The GGKCS podcast is having their annual autumnal owl. Please visit their Facebook page for more details, and that is linked in the show notes. Downseller Studios Pigskin Party is up and running. You can participate on Instagram or on Ravelry. So for those of you who are not comfortable or who really is unsafe, you have options. I'm linking to Boston Jen's website in my show notes, and that has details and the sign-up page. This year, I am, again, both a sponsor and a participant, and it is a lot of fun. Stitches Expo at Home is coming up October 8th through 10th. There's online classes, workshops, and a virtual mar marketplace. And it was recently announced, I think just this past week, that Stitches West is happening in March. So check out the Stitches website for more information there. And if you have any events you'd like me to share, please feel free to DM me or email me, windswept_monique at gmail.com. And our last segment for this week, I've got sunshine. So I am excited. I am heading to New Hampshire this weekend for a small gathering of J.R.R. Tolkien fans, and I'm really looking forward to it. There's going to be a series of short presentations and lectures, a second breakfast of apple cider donuts, and lots of camaraderie for fellow book lovers and linguists. I'm very much looking forward to this. This is um, being put on by 
Signum University, and I have been taking their online free classes for a number of years. I have not taken any of their paid college credit courses yet, so that I can't justify or I can't um, speak to, but I know several folks who have and who love their online paid-for college credit courses. But I've only taken their free Miscard Academy classes, and I love all of them. So it'll be very nice to actually meet a few people in person who I've been taking classes with online for a decade now, 10 years, 11 years, something like that. It's it's been a while. The, uh, the Mythgard Academy classes long came are actually around long before Signum University was incorporated as a fully-fledged actual university in the state of New Hampshire. But anyway, I am excited, and I'm viewing this as a pre-Rhinebeck test to see how I feel in a group of technically strangers, because I've never met these people in person before. And We've been still pretty careful because our kids aren't vaccinated. We've been careful about what we've been doing still. So yeah, this will be a test run. But I am really excited because this is um, Signum University's first time doing a gathering in New England. Previously, the first or the closest was down in, I believe it's New Jersey. And while technically that is in the northeast quarter of the United States, that's still a heck of a drive from anyone anywhere in New England. We're talking six hours, maybe more with traffic. Uh, so that was, you know, a long way to go for a weekend. So I've never done there any of their gatherings before. But this is just a one day in person thing. And I'm so looking forward to it. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Just a reminder, if you are interested in my new shawl pattern on Ravelry and on Payhip, use the code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and get 25% off the pattern. And I hope you all have a wonderful, safe week. And let's keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye. Bye.